Time to clock in, baby. Yeah. You ready? Yes, I was ready last time. We're going to call this the intro about nothing. It's going to go like this. La, 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 la. What you think of it? You know this long road accumulating luggage. This time proceeds preoccupied with everything. I think it's about time that I sing of nothing. Sipping wine, sipping wine, cause my handy finished. Hard to be friendly with women who've seen too many niggas. So I keep my circle small, you need reduction. Never too much friends, where there's your circumference. Swear to God, times is hard, but they getting better. Trying to enjoy every moment, but see, we so competitive. Gabbana made the level, and I never miss a supper. But still, my hunger's like a fucking model at a buffet. And with these broads who in love, they ain't singing better. But dollar signs, never mind any Cupid Zero. And if my heart can speak, it will talk to freaks and lead a room. When a nigga try sleep with him Getting high, getting by, watching time fly Tell my niggas I'ma get them if they gon' ride Young wild nigga living the dream Although I'm not who I'm destined to be They keep saying grow up Come on, my all, what would you think of it? You've been on this long road accumulating luggage And as time proceeds, preoccupied with everything I think it's about time that we sing of nothing What's up? You've been on this long road accumulating luggage it's time for seeds, preoccupied with everything I think It's about time that I think of nothing Go. Go. Yo This podcast is our 100th episode Now I know what you're thinking, like, man, like, didn't you just drop a podcast 99? Yeah, so you know what? I decided that we're going to have two episodes drop on Tuesday Right? Two episodes on Tuesday and just kind of reward those for the listeners and um, really just want to do a different type of pod, man. Like, you know, we've been doing a lot of heavy subjects the last several weeks. And obviously, episode 99, we're talking about um, black colonialism in regards to represent the crown. And, you know, we talked about, um, you know, capitalism and there's just a lot of heavy topics and then politics and all that. So, you know what I said? The last episode, we just gonna freestyle and just be reflective, talk about whatever. And I felt like the most appropriate uh, thing we can do is make it a show about nothing. No, no topic, no particular, you know, point of view, you know, per se or like um, objective. We're just gonna vibe out. Um, and one of the things I did like about that show, or excuse me, that opening was, it was Wale. And Wale did a really, actually I love that album, by the way, an album about nothing. doesn't really get talked about, but it's a great album. Um, But the thing I loved about that is how it merged, you know, hip-hop with pop culture, something that really didn't really seem it relates, but the album works. And I felt like that's what I really try to do with this pod. I try to interrelate just my own views on the world and try to interrelate it into something that you know may not have seemed like it works, but it ties in. Um, the be- best part about Seinfeld for me, you know, just kind of dating myself here, is that it was a show that was particularly white and Jewish and New Yorkan, but everybody could identify with it. Everybody could like really, really like get into it. And it never tried to be anything else but what it was. 
and it never tried to identify as like try to click off all these check off all these targets but it really just was white and jewish and it's very much manhattan new york it wasn't even like brooklyn new york it was very manhattan new york yeah a little mixing with queens but i think that's really what makes things special is when you don't try to do something that you're you know you don't try to be other people you just try to really focus in on what you are and you let people buy in and i really really wanted this podcast to be that i wanted it to be black I wanted it to be specific to black culture. I wanted it to be specific to um, black ideas, um, black, you know, topics, and really try to mail in high caliber guests with, you know, who have an opinion on a particular subject. And so um, that's really was my, my goal. And I'd, sometimes I felt like I reached it. I don't know if I did, but, you know, we rock anyway. And so I wanted to give a shout out to those who have listened to the pod and we're going to do, you know, do a little shout outs at the end, but definitely wanted to kind of start off a little bit different, um, on this pod. And, you know, before we get into it, I think the last time we're going to say at least for a while, I don't know what, what season we're going to get to season three, uh, if there will be a season three, but, uh, we're going to say it one more last time. I feel like y'all should be able to say this by now, but Welcome to Uncultural Bias Podcast. My name is Kamara Williams. I am your host on our show. We say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to say discovered. We are uncultured. We are biased. And we are what? Black. Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, I don't know what the hell took you so long while you tuned in on the last episode of season two and, you know, of the pod. I don't know. But welcome. Uh, if you're tuning in, a uh, returning listener, Welcome, welcome back, and thank you for the support. Um, always checking in, always filling in, always trying to, you know, support. So I appreciate that. Uh, give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, just period, man. Shout out to Coleman Law, eight five zero five nine seven two nine nine zero. You can reach them for business and tax, and they are up. I'm telling you, they are doing so well in, in Tallahassee, but they handle things all throughout state of Florida. So we give a shout out and a special shout out to my best friend, Jamie, um, for always being a support. Uh, love her. Really appreciate her. Fantastic. Shout out to Keystone Global Real Estate. We can reach them at 407-680-8510. Little uh, peek behind the curtain. That is my mom's real estate business. So I really, really do appreciate for those who have supported her. And, you know, shout out to that. And obviously Smith & Williams, where we handle estate planning, probate, guardianships, and all that. Shout out to my Law partner, business partner, and work wife, Divine Betty Joseph Smith, who has always allowed me to uh, focus on this avenue of my creativity while trying to maintain a practice. So shout out to her as well. All right. So, you know, let's get right into it. And, you know, I feel like if I'm going to do a pod just on vibes, I'm going to bring in one of my best friends, uh, Rob, who's actually been, obviously he's been on the pod several times. I don't know how many damn times he's been on this pod. Probably like 20, 30 times, right? But, right. you know, um, more importantly, I felt like you needed to be on the pod for a couple reasons. One, uh, our conversations are always introspective and privately. And number two, you are super funny <laughs> when, it got, when we just kind of started getting really silly. But... Uh, number three, man, and most importantly, you've always been a support. So this is my time to, before we get into it, man, I want to say I appreciate you for always being available. 
Uh, there's a lot of things that Rob did behind the scenes that people don't know that was just encouraging sometimes. Um, he always listened on the pod and he always like gave his feedback on things. And there were times when, you know, you guys don't see it, how the sausage is made, but he was very much um, just an empowering force. And there were times when I was like, man, this is, I'm not doing this more. I'm tired. And he was just like the coach in the locker room, man. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I really do appreciate you. And I felt like it was only appropriate to have you on the final show of season two. Hey, appreciate you, my guy. Appreciate yeah. you. Glad to be here one more time. Yeah, man. You know, plus we yeah. both like Wale. Oh, come on, man. You already you already know. You said the vibes with DMV's on Wale. Yeah. DMV yeah. stand up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. I saw you bobbing your head. You were like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you think about Mixed that opening? Yeah. Come on now. Mixtape about nothing, album about nothing. You know. Yeah. That's that's that stays on on rotation over here. It's quite as kept like it's a real like a kind of a classic album. Quite as kept. It, it really is. It's one of those where it's great music, man. It's and really it's great and it's music. yeah. It's really it's really introspective. He really gets in his bag lyrically with um with that album. Yeah. And, and but it's different. So everybody's not gonna get with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like my pod. There it is. <laughs> there it is. You know, look at that. Look at that. Sarah <laughs> Debbie, we did not plan that. We did not plan nah, that. Nah, but I um really appreciate you, my brother. Um, from day one, I knew you had something special here. I knew that this pod was going to be something special. Um, you know, just based off of our conversations that we have, just you and I on the phone, and I, something in me just said, "Hey, this is a ride that you want to be on," because right. I think it's going somewhere, and it did. I and here that. we are, one hundred. 100 episodes. 100 episodes later. In 20 How about months. that? In 20 months. In 20 months. That's consistently. And that's consistent. taking, hold on, check this out. And that's taking, I took like a three month or four month break. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So that's like a, 100 episodes in 16 months. <laughs> Every Tuesday, consistently to be there. And listen, people. I told this man from day one, this isn't being done anywhere else no. to come with a pod consistently on a weekly basis with different subject matters each week. Nobody else is doing that. Everybody else right. is in a bag. Everybody is either in a in a political bag, news bag, sports bag, music, pop culture, you know, right. um, relationships. Usually people stay in that pocket. This man has hit 20, 25 pockets out of these 100 <laughs> episodes. Come on. Come on. Where else? Where Here's else can thing. you find it? Here's the thing about that. That is very, very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nobody should be, nobody should try to mimic that because I would tell you, maybe there's a reason why they do 100, one pocket because to try to have a multifaceted topic topical podcast it's stressful and really ignorant because it's like you always have to figure out what the topic is and then you just not figure out figure it out but then you have to like talk about it every week yep. and be well 
in tune with the topic. So that was that became something where I was like, this is really an undertaking here. That and let's talk about hey, I need to find a guest that, to talk about this come on, with man. me every week. Every I need to find somebody week. to talk about this topic with me. Every hmm. week. Oh, that person didn't work out. Oh. Who's the second person I can call? Well, who's the third person I can call? Listen, man, well, they don't even know. They don't. It's Sunday night. It's, I ain't got nobody. Nobody. Well. It's Sunday night. <laughs> Nobody's. Or it's it's Monday, and this person just totally be like, "Hey, man, I know I was going to tell, I was going to do it, but I I can't do it." Like people don't do. Y'all don't know the struggle I've seen. <laughs> like y'all don't know. I'm telling you, it's it has been a journey. It has been a journey, man. Like, and it, you know, the funny thing about the pods I, I found really funny, fascinating was that I got to a space to where I would ask people, yo, man, just jump on a pod. Cause you know, like, you would say something like, oh, that's great. I'd be like, that's a great thought. Yo, jump on a pod. I'm like, no, no, I, I can't jump on the pod. Why? Number one, they'd be like, it got to a space where they're like, ah, I'm not prepared. I'm like, I'm not prepared either. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm literally not prepared for this pod. Like, I'm literally just going. You know, they're like, no, no, no. I feel like, you know, I gotta, I need weeks advance notice, and I did, I need to prepare. And did I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Literally, that's not. There are times when I literally have minutes because I've been working all day, and I have minutes to prepare for a pod. Minutes. And that those that minutes is where. Go ahead. Uh-huh, Those uh-huh. minutes literally are trying to find a song. <laughs> Those <laughs> minutes are literally trying to find a song. And then you try to weave in a song with the intro. Come on, man. Like, I'm like, so when people tell me, oh, yeah, no, nah, uh, I, I need weeks to prepare. I'm like, I don't even do weeks. I do, I do like maybe 30, 20 minutes before, prior to sometimes. No, 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 some pods I take. You know, maybe a couple hours to kind of figure out the subject matter because I have the time, but I don't really have the time. And I know it seems like, I, but I really don't have the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, Rob, you're about to say something. Yeah. Hey, man, listen, this is this is of your own making, because I remember those. Let's see our first couple pop culture, um, you, you know, talking about hip hop, um, yeah. what's on TV, movies. Yeah, I was doing my research. I was doing my research for like a couple of hours. Like, okay, yeah, all right. I'm gonna make sure I touch on this. Right, right, I'm gonna right. make sure I touch on that. When you listen to other guests come on the pod and they sound prepared yeah. and are able to match wits with you, it raises the bar. It does, yeah, yeah. And so that's where people are like, nah, man, I can't just, I can't just <laughs> jump on this. Man, nah, I heard I heard your guest last week. They killed that shit. Nah, I can't I can't just do this. I can't do this on the on a whim right now. And that would kill me. I'd be like, man, y'all could just and then it'll be people like the worst part is when people jumped on the pod and I can tell like prior to the y'all don't see it. So prior to the pod, it's this free flowing conversation. I'm like, all right, y'all, we're in a good mood. Let's let's hit record. Boom. And then they kind of start the you know, they're at a 10. When the before the live button came on, and then it went down to a seven. Those were the positive. Like, come on, man, you were giving me ten energy. Now you're like at a seven, at a six. The lights came on. The lights came on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What did Floyd Mayweather say? When them lights, when you're in the ring, that the square circle. Come on. That's <laughs> and the what, lights came on. That's what, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- funny. Up, um, I know you're not watching football right now, but yesterday, 
Um, Aaron Rodgers threw a pass to this rookie wide receiver. Um, it was a first quarter, first pass. It would have set this rookie wide receiver up for his whole career. Mm. He threw a bomb. Rodgers threw him a perfect bomb, and he dropped it. <sighs> and a, a, a broadcaster said today, he made a really good point. He said, you know what? That kid has made that catch a hundreds, hundreds of times. Yes. In practice, in college, mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. He's made that catch hundreds of times. Yeah. But something about when when it was his first pro game yeah. in that stadium with those lights on, yeah. he couldn't do it. You know, you know what's fa- funny about that? It reminded me of a story, obviously not on the NFL professional level, right? But um, right. Right. I was it was for my uh, um, high school football team and the coach would tr- drew up a play. Right. And and it was a secret play that, you know, basically um, they would trick. They would do one play and it was set up where the defense would I mean, the play, the offense would act like they are running the play, running like, let's say a sweep on the left side. Right. Just a regular sweep on the mm-hmm. left side. No big deal. And it was designed to kind of get all the defense on one side of the field. But the play, that sweep was not supposed to, like, be a big runner play, you know? So, like, they did a regular sweep, maybe two or three yards, blah, blah, blah. Like, and, they, and then now all the defense. And But as a receiver, you would kind of, like, when the sweep is happening, I'm on the right side of the field, and I would kind of, like, fade to the right, to the close to the sideline. And we called it the sleeper, the sleeper play. So then I would kind of act like I'm facing, like, I'm on the sideline, looking at the team, right? But I'm really, I'm still in the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's a trick play. Like, I'm still in the game, but I'm acting like I'm standing on the sideline. My hand is on my hip. You know, I'm looking at it like, right. you got, you see what you see what I'm, the visual I'm laying yep. out? Showing no motion. So no showing motion. no, I'm just kinda no like, energy. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, like, and then so a lot of times, the defense, they're not counting. Like, there's only 10 people on the field. And you have to let the ref know that you're only you're gonna do this play because right. they will like they'll blow the whistle like wait 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 y'all have ten people you know right um so right. to let them know it's gonna be uh uh um you know it's a trick play so I'm sitting on the sideline but remember pre- preparing for that particular play um in practice everybody and I'm corner I'm a defensive back at this point all league shout out that uh led the league <laughs> in intercept, led the league, league in interceptions even my short ass yep 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 all right <laughs> so <laughs> um so. Yeah, I I remember at, at going through all the receivers and nobody can catch the ball. Like everybody was like dropping the ball. We're practicing and they're like, who's gonna be the one to catch to to run this play? And everybody kept dropping the ball, right? And so I said, you know, coach, I'll I'll take a stab at it, you know, because it would do the same thing. Everybody in practice, they kept dropping the ball, right? I said, I'll take a stab at it, and the coach was like, mm, you're defensive back. <laughs> I was like, right. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, but I can catch. You know, it's like, <laughs> and so he was kind of like, all right. Well, here's the thing: if you drop this ball, you're going to have to do a hundred laps around this football field. Are you willing to do a hundred <laughs> laps? I said, I don't care. It's not a big deal for me. I said, okay, okay. On top of a hundred laps, you are going to have to pick up all the equipment. I said. And now I knew, I knew what he was doing. He was trying to freak me out. Yeah. Right. And get you to say, never mind. Yeah. Or, I, I won't do this. Yeah. And, right. and, and, and be them. I was like, 
Yeah, that doesn't matter. So I, as he's kept, he kept ratcheting up like, all right, you're going to do all these things if you drop this ball. You drop this ball, Kamara, you're not, because you're, you're a defensive back. You're not supposed to be a corner. You're, you're not supposed to be a receiver, right? So that stuff doesn't bother me. And I told him, I said, I've, I've made that catch like 100 times, you know? So then I'm now I'm talking to myself. So now yeah. I get to the, we do the play, and in my mind, I get kind of get nervous. <laughs> and then I tell myself, I was like, yo, it's just, you're just making that catch. It's a catch. I made that catch 100 times. Not a big deal. So we ran the play. And the ball, it was just, you know, it's like that moment where it's like quiet, you know, mm-hmm. and the ball is in the air. It's up, it's up there for like, it seems like forever. And it was a like quiet. And then next thing the ball just drops in my lap. And I was just like, the only thing I focused on was just focus on you've done this a hundred times. It's not a big deal. You know, just catch the ball. And obviously I caught it. Right. And we end up running that play in the game. Uh, the play was unsuccessful because the quarterback had a noodle arm. I don't know. So, but <laughs> with I was all, with all that being said. With all that being said, you know, he, he couldn't throw. He <laughs> he totally botched that throw. But I was well prepared to catch the ball, you know, because I wasn't afraid of the moment. And I say all that to say, a lot of times in life you cannot be afraid of the moment. Mm. And for when you're talking, even on the pod, you've talked a thousand, ten thousand, million billion times and so i'd say to anybody who wants to do a pod or jump on a pod you're just talking you've done this all the time you're there's literally nothing different yeah and then when you're doing something in life when it seems like something's big in a moment you're like i got this so big like draw it down and be like have i done this before yeah i've done this before my first trial i said i was nervous and one thing i said to myself why am i so nervous I said, oh, because I'm afraid to mess up in front. I said, first of all, I said, the jurors won't even know you've messed up because they don't even, they don't know what you're getting ready to do, number one. But number two, you've spoken in front of people a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be fine. And sometimes you have to draw down from your experiences and realize you've done this before. Great advice. Definitely great advice. Um, I want to tell everybody also, though, if you're doing a pod with others, pick people that you can vibe with. Absolutely. And that can bring a great product. So I don't know how much you want to kind of pull behind the we curtain. Can, we can do it. It's 100, bro. It's 100. And kind of give the people yeah. a little insight. Yeah. Um. So after m- multiple pods and, you know, out of respect, we're not going to say any names or anything, but the names there are certain hidden. guests that. Say it again. The, the name shall be hidden for the protection of the innocent. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, there are certain there were certain pods where I would call you afterwards and I'll say, yo, hey, Cam, I don't know who that was, but that was a great pod. Right. Not necessarily because of the subject matter. Because the chemistry. But you and that guest had chemistry. Yeah. There was there was a great like. The conversation flowed. Um, the topic matter. I um, I didn't even know about the topic matter going into the pod. Yeah. But I found myself enthralled in the in the conversation and wanting to hear more because of that chemistry yeah. that you and the other guest presented. Yeah. That 
is huge for yeah. anybody that wants to start a podcast. Yeah. That chemistry has to be there with whomever you're interacting with. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the other yeah. thing. On the other side of that, uh-huh. <laughs> there was a fire-ass subject, but the guest wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. <laughs> and <laughs> you found yourself trying to do... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you say it. Would you... Um, when you heard that, I know you've, again, you've listened, I think, virtually yeah. every pod. Yeah. Yeah, because you typically, when I heard that, it's, you can, it, the energy doesn't, it just presents very low. It's just a, it's just not the vibe. Um, you can tell when you and the guests are just not clicking. And what you tend to do is, carry the conversation you carry the conversation much more than you necessarily needed to but you you can tell in the conversation that yeah this isn't going the way i thought it would go and i need to kind of go into kobe mode and say get out the way (laughs) get out the way let me me finish this part i will score (laughs) (laughs) i will score on the flip side there's, so so here we go. Here we go. There's two there's two Kamaras when uh when having guests. There's Kobe <laughs> mode and there's LeBron mode. Ah, okay. Um, and, I, I like to hear this. Let's go. Kobe mode. In Kobe mode, that's when the guest isn't exactly giving what you need them to give. Um, but you still got an hour and a half to to fill time. <laughs> so you're like, you know what? Give me the ball. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me the rock. Get out the way. I'll pull you in when I need to pull you in. Right. But yeah, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to take over this game. Yeah. On the flip side, LeBron mode. Yeah. In LeBron mode. That's my favorite mode. By oh, the way. This, oh, the, oh, oh, this guest is coming with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm just I'm going all right. And then you kind of switch into the assist. Yeah. Oh, rebound. I'm gonna throw questions yeah. out there. Rebound. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna let them score. Yeah. I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them rock. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah, keep it going. I'm gonna chime in, do what I can. But you, you're you're handling the business right now. So let's let's keep this going. I'm 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 a facilitator. Yeah, right now. I'm gonna let you so, rock. I'm just I'm. You're the star, and yeah, I, I want you to. You're gonna hit the winning shot, and so that there that was true that i never thought about that but that was very true uh-huh, on pod uh-huh. sometimes i was kobe sometimes i was lebron um and you know i tried to bring it out i think the hardest part about some of the pods was like when you um i really like intuitive conversations so right. here's here's what i okay now i'm going to i'm going to get in my bag and i'm going to be really really honest about some shit this is my ego shit so Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, Kobe mode. Kobe mode. So let me tell you some, <laughs> some real shit. I knew sometimes I knew that I was like really good at this pod shit. Right. Like I knew I was really good because I in, in the beginning, I used to have a bunch of freaking notes and I used to have like pages of notes about what to mm. do. And then I got to a space to where, as I told you in the beginning, I had no notes. All the all these pods were just literally off the dome. And I realized, like, damn, I'm really good at this shit. Like, to do these pods off the dome with no subject matter, no rubric, nothing, and just kind of, like, you're hitting them, and people are, are a fan of them. And it's like, I, 
these were some of these were very tough subjects. But what I was doing was it was I was listening. And I was listening to the subject and I was listening to the person and I was trying to be submerged into what they were saying. Cause I sometimes I don't know if you caught it, Rob, I'd be like, mm, that's interesting you say that. Like let's let's dive into that. Yep. You know, like yep. why did you say that? Many or, times you said that. Let's let's dive deeper into this. Yeah, you said that. Oh, I didn't catch that. I mean, I, you know, so I think one of the things I learned was that you have to be a good listener, ironically, on a pod, you have to really, really listen to what people are saying and then what people are not saying. And that became the, the key. I'm now giving y'all some some KFC 23 herbs and spices. You know, the key to the game, like I would try to like be intuitive with the person. The hardest pods was when I was trying to be intuitive and the person just wouldn't get there. Right. They wouldn't be intuitive right. with me. They were just kind of like, oh, I never thought about that. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's like, it was kind of like very flat paint. That was the hardest. Those were the hardest ones to do. Um, and to, and to be honest, it's a skill. It really is a skill to f- find that point in the conversation to say, let's dive deeper into that. Yeah. And for the, to ask for a person to call an audible mm-hmm. right there on the fly. That wasn't in the notes. Yeah. That wasn't how the conversation was envisioned to go. Yeah. But you saw something there that you knew that you could dig deeper into. That's a skill. Everybody can't throw can't throw an audible on the fly like that. Well, you know what I will say? You could if you you practice enough. And yeah. I would say that I again, I'm now giving some secret sauce. I would say that I was going on a hundred first dates. Mm. And every mm. time it was a first date. And I was trying to listen as if I was a first date. You know, when it's a first date, you want to make sure, oh. yeah, you're in tuned. Yeah. Fo- you're listening to that person. You're gazing to the person. Now, I wasn't gazing people's eyes, but, you know. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you know, like you're trying to, like, really connect. You're not on your phone. Very intentional. Very, very attentive to yeah. everything that the other person is presenting to you. Yeah. So I try to be very intense and intense- intentional with my conversations with people, especially if they're on a pod. Cause I felt like two things. Number one, if you, you're giving me your time, I want to honor you by really trying to listen to you and hear what right. you have to say. And number two, I always felt like anybody who's listening on the pod, I always felt like it was an like honor for you to listen to this pod. And for you, mm-hmm. it was an honor. Like I was honored when people say, I listened to your pod because you know, I sound like Russell Simmons. You could have been anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you, you but chose, you're here with you, me. You're here with me. And you could have listened to literally a million other pods, and but you decided to take an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours out of your day, out of your week, to listen to what I had to say about something. And so that was another thing why I always wanted to make it an impactful pod. Like I always wanted to say when you walk away, for most part, like you walked away with something, whether it's walking away with the, like, oh, that was a nice, we laughed, whatever like that. It was a nice little, little light, you know, fun pod. Or if it was a subject like, damn, I was a really good subject. I really thought about some things. I may not always agree with it, but I really thought about the subject more than I was yeah. willing to think about prior to that. Um, and I wanted to to earn. I wanted to, to earn your time. So if I earned your time and I was willing to get that, I really did try to make sure you got you got felt like you didn't waste your time every week. That was one of the best things about your pod. Um, I know many others. Um, Frequent listeners have told you this as well. Um, But 
coming into this pod, there's a lot of topic matters, especially for me in the field in the field of um, world relations, politics, um, and heavier, you know, kind of the heavier topic matters. Yeah. And you know, you've heard about it. You catch it a little bit here, a little bit there, but the way that you are able to present it and allow the consumer to really process what you're giving them and break in breaking it down from a sense that we can relate to. Yeah. There's, there's a reason that, you know, I can watch CNN all day, but it's not really hitting the same. It's not, I'm not really getting the same, um, feedback and it's not really resonate. There we go. It's not resonating with me. Yeah. Like when I've listened to the same subject matter on your podcast Mm. and it really is a gift in a, in an ability to really be able to process this information and break it down, you know, and some would say in sim- in simplistic terms, some would say to um in to culturally uh make it applicable to, you know, the cultural mind. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. And uh again, that's that's just that's just a skill and that's why I've always just enjoyed listening. Um, and I think I speak for many out there that are listening right now of your of your dedicated listeners that that's what made them come back for more. Right. It's yeah. just what is he going to talk about today? Even if I don't know what he's what the subject matter is. I may learn something. I might catch a jewel here. Right. I, I may in and, and I may it may even inspire me to want to read more. Right. Or mm-hmm. or. Yeah learn more about this subject matter yeah. because now I've seen it from a different point of view in a different perspective from somebody that's in my culture. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So I'm going to tell you, man, I actually, um, this past weekend, I just, I was in Miami. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you about that Miami trip in a second, but one of the highlights of the Miami trip, I went to this exhibit, this art, um, this art uh, exhibit called super blue. Okay. A, it was an installation um, that really highlighted uh, light and how light and art are fused together. And one of the artists is a white man out of California named James Terrell. And he really believed how light can take different forms of light, how you bend it, can really um, create a story and can create different forms of feelings, emote different images. And one of the things I was really enjoying about that exhibition or um, and just, it was different thing, different arts within that uh, super blue that I really loved. It was really touching. And I would say when I try to get, when I go to um, an art exhibition or when I read a poem or do something, I really try to be in the moment and absorb. And I ask questions about like, why did the artist say that? What were they trying to communicate? really sit with it. Why didn't, okay, if I didn't feel it, why didn't I feel it? They're mm. communicating this, but I don't see that, you know, really try to have introspective and try to connect with what they're delivering. Um, one of the things I loved was this quote. Um, Walls turned sideways are bridges. I'll repeat that. 
walls turned sideways are bridges. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And I, I literally sat with that like 10 minutes, just like literally just sat in silence, just thinking about that statement. And I thought that is literally what life is. Like we can, we sometimes we put up walls to things, walls to ourselves, walls to want to learning something, walls to just whatever, you know, but when we release those walls and we kind of let down the little drawbridge, you know, and let people walk over or, or we walk in, walk over that, you know, whatever that moat might be of our, you know, our own anxieties, you know what I mean? Protecting us, you know, that, you know, the crocodiles of our fears, you know what I mean? So all these things, like I did that with a little, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we let down these bridges and, and we find ourselves opening up to something important or finding ourselves letting people in. Um, and it struck me because I said, you know, that's really what I tried to do for subject matters that people may have had a wall towards. I try to create a bridge to it. There you go. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was something that I was like, I, that's really what I was trying to do with a lot of these pods. Things that like, I don't want to learn about that. Like, why, don't, why are we talking about economics? Yeah, but let me bring down the, that wall a little bit and kind of make it a bridge to something that you may can relate to. You know, right. like maybe you might might be open to figuring that out a little bit more. Um, you know, and so I, again, I really, really enjoyed. Um, if you're if you're going down to Miami for the weekend or for the day, really, really, really check out that um, Super Blue um, exhibition. Uh, I don't know how long that installation is going to be, uh, but it's really, really a fantastic experience that if you center yourself, you put yourself in the right mode, you can really try to get some emotional connecting to the work of several different artists. That is my daughter in the background, if you hear hear her. Um, and so she has a thing every time she jumps into the shower, she, scream, she yells and sings, I'm done. You know, I don't know. I don't know why that's her thing, but she does it anyway. And she's been doing it for like years, and it's kind of like it's her thing, you know. So yeah, anyway. it um, makes her who she is. Yeah, it makes her who she is. And so, um, Let yeah. Me, go ahead. Um, how did you even come across this super blue uh, exhibit? Um, you know, I I was I went, I went down to Miami for like an art walk. Uh-huh. You know, in Wynwood, and I really wanted to take part of the art culture, and I was actually there for business, and right. so anytime I try to be in a city for business, I try to mix in something of interest that's going to like really draw me in, right? So I, I was going to be there anyway for a bar meeting, and I said, well, let me go ahead and just um, take out a day to actually see if I can, ex- you know, experience, it. and it just happened. That was an art gallery that was, you know, their, you know, their um, installation was was there. So that's why that's really the, the gist of it. Um, the funny thing about Miami, let's get into a funny story. Okay. So I actually, I stayed at the Fountain Blue. All right. Now, the Fountain Blue, for those who do not know, a very, very, very expensive hotel. <laughs> the Fountain Blue... Is well world renowned for, you know, their uh, um, the type of guests they have, right? Extremely 
you know, prolific hotel. Um, I get to the Fountain Blue, and the Fountain Blue's computers have been down for a week. Right? Now, I get there, and the lobby is a madhouse. Literally, like, thousands of people. Because the Fountain Blue has, like, maybe not a thousand people, but I think I talked with somebody, and they had 1,700 rooms. It's a big hotel. Right? It's a Friday. Nobody has their rooms. I'm there at 12. Nobody's been able to check in. Apparently, they've been the computers have been not working for a week. Right? I go to my conference. I'm like, I can't deal with this. I'm check, I checked in. My room's not ready. Whatever. So I go. I come back because I had I was my my meeting was at 1:30. I had just gotten there. It was like 1:20. I was like, I got to run to my meeting. I can't deal with that. Finally, get out of my meeting. Then I go. Um, I still see it's like 5:30 now. Okay. Five o'clock, five o'clock. Still a madhouse in that lobby. Nobody's, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's trying to figure out what they're doing, um, what how they're figuring what they're doing, right? I I remember prior, oh, prior to that, when I got to the Fountain Blue, I'm missing a key component of the story. I gave, the in the Fountain Blue, they allow you to hold your luggage. And it was a black guy who was there, young black guy, and that was his job. He just had to hold luggage, hold luggage. So then I saw him, and it was a madhouse, and he's, like, rushing through and giving everybody their ticket to hold the luggage. And, I, you know, he's doing a job, and everybody's giving their luggage, yeah. and they're moving away. Giving their luggage, handing a ticket, moving away. Giving a ticket, blah, blah, blah. So I get there in front, you know, and I say, all right, man, here's my luggage. He's out here. And I then I pull out my wallet, and I give him $20. Right? And he's like, he stopped me. He looks at me. He's like, okay, bro, I, I got you. There it is. I got yep. you. You know, I was like, yeah, man. The smallest of gestures. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Because everybody's just canning his luggage and nobody's like, you know, so I'm like, all right, dope. So I, and I return. I come back later. Again, five, it's five o'clock. Nobody's been checking the room. It was so crazy that they had you wait in one long line to get to the front to see if your room was ready. If your room is not ready, you just wasted an hour of your time in that line, right? Um, and then if your room was ready, you had to wait in another line that snaked around the lobby to wait to where they were going to, you know, had to get to, to get your keys. Okay. So there was two lines. So I wasn't about to wait in that, that check-in line. Cause I've already kind of checked in. I was like, what's the point of me waiting in that line to find out if my room is ready? Because if they were to, if my room was ready, they would have called me. So I said, let me go ahead and wait in the second line. Right. You know, cause by the time I get to the front, they may have already call, they'll they'll call me, so I'm not gonna wait to get into the second line. Like that's that's dumb, right? And so, um, as I'm getting ready to do that, I see the guy that I handed my twenty dollars to, right? And I said, "Bro, man, this is crazy. Like, I'm just like, this is insane." He's like, "Yeah, man, I don't know, man." I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Bro, this got to be another way. Like, is there somebody back there that you know we we can talk to? Like, just kind of get I can get my room key." And he kind of looks at me and he was like, and then he calls over the bellhop, the bellhop. And he's like, yo, man, you know, and he looks at him and looks at me and he said, yo, um, yeah, bro, I'm just trying to figure out how to avoid this thing. And he said, yeah, for, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And then I pulled out $50 mm. and I gave it to the bellhop. And I said, bro, 
if he could just go back there and just see like what's going on in my room. He said, all right, is you, did you already check in? I said, definitely checked in, checked in hours ago. You have your ID? Of course. Off the strength of blackness. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I gave this man my ID. Now, he, this is Miami now. We're going to get into why that was still sketchy, right? But I gave man $50 and I gave him my ID. Then I go to wait and he's like, bro, he's like, I got you. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I got you. It's been 30 minutes. I'm like, man, I need to go wait in this damn line. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I ain't seen this man. He's been gone for 30 minutes, right? Um, I get in that line and these white people were like, they're like, you know, you know white people, when, we're, when they're uncomfortable, they start like, are you supposed to be in this line? I'm like, bro, just, I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm in this line. Did they, did they call your number yet? Because if you're calling your number, you're not supposed to be in this line. They're like, they're getting, they're getting on me. And I'm like, bro, let's, can you just like, you know, right. back off, back worry off, about right? Worry about yourself. That's fine. I said, you know what? I'm going to go by the bar. I ain't worrying about this shit right now. I can't. I'm going to go by the bar. Ten minutes later, here comes walking up to my, walking up to me, the guy who I gave my $20 to with my luggage, Mm -hmm. and the guy who I gave my $50 to with my, the bell bell hop with my Mm -hmm. ID and my room key. And these white people, it was in front of everybody. And these white people were like, what the hell (laughs) just happened? (laughs) They were so stunned. And they're like, I'm literally in front of everybody. Like he's, think about it. A man is handing me my room key. I'm not at the front desk. A man is handing me my room key. The bar handed you your room key, delivered your luggage to you. Delivered my luggage to me and then walked me. To, proceeded to walk me to my room. Yo, I was like wow. the princess of All white folk are yelling, kicking, screaming, yeah. how dare you make me inconvenienced. They're trying to figure out what the hell just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I remembered a very nice story about service. Yes. A lot of times we go to these particular spaces, people of certain financial caliber expect service based on a price yeah but you know you can't they expect service but they don't deliver respect and a lot of these kinds of people who are working in these in these service industries they don't they're just kind of like oh you're supposed to do that you're supposed to take my bags you're supposed to do yeah i'm not looking yeah you're, this is your job your, your job right. is to serve me especially in environments like that but my thing was you always got to give respect, especially I'm not in, I'm in your house. There it is. Say it again. I'm in your house. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the respect you deserve. I don't care about what you're making. I don't care if you're a bellhop. I don't care if you're just a kid working the bags. You know, you deserve respect. And I'm going to show you respect by paying you. And like, I'm paying you for your time. Here's $20 yep. to watch my bag. Yeah. Here's $50 to go. Just go back there and see. If you know. Questions for ask some questions for me. I didn't even. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even expecting you to to uh, actually, you know, get my room key. He just said I got you. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but you you right. definitely got me because you got my you got my damn fifty dollars and my damn ID. And your ID. <laughs> so I got you. And he just went back there. I don't know what he did, but he came out and he handed me my, handed me my room key with my ID. And that was probably one of the coolest moments. There you go. In the mo- in a weekend of moments in Miami. 
And get this. Usually, well, I'm sure a lot of those other guests, Mm -hmm. who was the first person that they asked to talk to? The The manager manager and the the white manager. The manager. Where is your manager? Where is the manager? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you got 20, 30 people asking for the manager, yeah. I'm sure the manager was in the back hiding. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he was, he was y'all? yeah, he was going to the, or he was going to the line. Like he was like, everybody okay. Da, 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 da. My mind, uh-huh. like he ain't doing nothing. I know he ain't doing nothing. He, ain't doing nothing. he just kind of he ain't doing nothing, but, but, but um, crowd control. Yeah. Tra- crowd yeah. control. The, the bellhop. Uh huh. He's just kind of bringing in the bags and then, go, you know, outside bringing in the bags. But they're the ones who know the whole, the pl- whole place is jumping. If you know hotels, bellhops know the whole place up and down. They know how everything's jumping. Everybody. He probably went to whoever was um, really trying to get all the keys situated. Right. And, and he probably said, hey, you know, I got a guy here, man. He's real cool, man. Um, he just wants, you know, he already checked in. Can we kind of bump him to the front of the list and go ahead and get him taken care of? Right. Here's his ID. Here's his name. His name's on the list. Can you just kind of give me his yeah. DM key? And he got brought, my name's Williams, by the way. So he probably would have taken forever to get my DM key. To go. That's probably where the thirty minutes came. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So like, I knew that I I just had like I I couldn't wait on my name because right. it was literally right. like a thousand people in the, in the lobby. Right. You know. Right. But sometimes the moral of that story is always going with signs of respect in an, in an environment that you expect service, you know, and exactly. I can tie that into my podcast that I never, when a, when a guest came on and they were giving me a service of their time and their energy and their interest in the topic, I always try to give a sign of respect to their position, whether or not I may have agreed with it or not, because essentially you know, I'm they're honoring me, so I need to honor them. If I'm going to really tie to tie it in, you know. But exactly, yeah. Um, and that, and that's, and that's, that's, you know, that's go, that's the golden rule, right? Mm-hmm. Treat others how you want to be treated. You know, give respect how you want respect given to you. Mm-hmm. It's the golden rule. Um, and you know that the guests are coming into your world. Yeah, they're coming into your space especially if they've never done a pod before, you know, there's a little uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable. We joked about it earlier about when the lights come on, but anything new, anything, any environment you've never been in, it's a little scary. Right. It's a little intimidating. Yeah. And as the hosts, you recognize that. Yeah. And you help build that ease and comfort into this. Because, and that kind of reminds me, there's quite a few times where initially, like in the first 20, 30 minutes, you could sense that hesitation in the, in the guest. And what did I always say? I don't know what happened, but you must've put them at ease because in the second half, they they, they came with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second half of the, the the second half, they they turned up, you know what I mean? Turned up. They turned up in the second half. It was like, oh, okay. You put them at ease. They're comfortable. Now, now it's just it's just the free flowing conversation that y'all probably had off mic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I there were times where I saw the energy shift in the pod. I was like, okay, you know, they're finally the work. The the hardest part is when the energy shift happened, like at 
the 58 minute part. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like you finally are now loosening up. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm going to have to do a, tell you a sort of a, a pod that I never aired, never aired. Um, her, she's a prominent uh, poet, a firebrand name is Kyla, Kyla, um, Janae Lacey. Great poet. If you look her up on, on uh, YouTube stuff is seen like a million times. So Kyla, I've always interacted with her on social media, but I, I kind of inbox her and I say, Hey, you want to get in a pod? She can be a little bit, you know, standoffish sometimes. Cause she gets, she, people are in boxes all the time, always coming at her crazy. Right. So she's all right. I'll do, I'll do your pod. We literally in the first hour of the pod, she was just kind of like cold and very, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, I'm talking about like, it It was bad. It was so, it was early on in, in the pod. It was so bad. Like she was like, what? No. Duh. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're trying to say. And then the second half of the pod, because we were literally on for two and a half hours. That's when I was doing like long ass pods in the beginning. So second half of the pod, like she really calmed down and it was, it was a really great conversation. And I remember I <laughs> I sent that pod to a friend of mine, um, Damien. Shout out to Damien. He's like, yeah, so I listened to the entire pod. Uh, yeah, you can't air that because she's <laughs> like really cutting your head off. And it, it does not look good. It's yeah. really re- But the second, second half is great. But the problem is it's hard to get to that second half because it's so bad in the first. Like there's right. no, it's like, it's very hard to listen. Um, she's, she's, it was, it was cringeworthy. Huh? It was cringeworthy. It, He's like, it was very cringeworthy. And he said, as a friend, I listened uh, to it, you know, to, cause I was one in the beginning when I was trying to get some feedback, am I doing anything? And he's like, he's, he, um, shout out Damien. He's, um, doing well in Sacramento, 1320, um, the, uh, D-Lo and Casey, uh, show and like, they're doing numbers out there in, in Sacramento. So, you know, he, he's, but he's been on radio for like two, almost two decades. You know, so you listen to it's like, yeah, you can't jump on that. I can't air that. He said, but he said, I'm telling you that the second one, you got something there. It was great. Right. It was great. Listen, but you can't even edit that. You can't even get to the edit of that space because it's so awkward. There were so many dead moments in there and I see you're fighting. But he said, one thing I did like is that you kept fighting it. Mm. Right. And I remember we, Kyla, now Kyla, me and are cool. We text all the time. Right. And um, I remember after that pod, she was like, yeah, you know, I had to ease up a little. I, I realized I was being a bitch in the first, <laughs> the first, and I realized, like, he's not coming at me sideways. He's just asking inquisitive questions. Like, he's not trying to be, he said, that was our first conversation, Kamara. I was our first conversation ever, and I didn't know where you were coming from. Like, he would just ask me these questions. i like, why the hell do you, what the fuck are you asking me these questions? I don't know. Like, I don't, do you not have to answer these questions? I you expected me to be, she's a big, you know, she's a big womanist. I don't even say feminist, she's a womanist. So she's like, why are you asking me these questions? Don't, this is your pod. You should probably want to answer these damn questions. Like, you know, like she was very much like, you're a man, straight man asking me questions about women. Like, what do you want? What is you, what are you trying to do? Especially, you know, and, he, and then uh, it, it could be in general. In the pod space, there's a lot of straight men who have come at women's topics and they've come out very ignorantly. So I understood that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's also what made this pod very different and very hard because. I'm going to have some transparency moments and I'm just going to go there uh, transitioning. What made this pod really hard for me 
was that I tried to not be that typical alpha male pod where that's very popular on social media where they're talking about, oh, women, women are this and men are that. And da 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 And da 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 I tried to, I mean, I, I went left. I zigged where they zagged. I tried to do everything different, especially considering that I was not, you know, I was not comfortable in those subjects space anyway, but I realized those are not popular. That's a, that's a very popular medium, and I didn't want to be put in that box. So even anytime I tell people I do a pod as a, a straight, straight black male, I already kind of saw the looks like, oh, okay, you're one of them. Like you know what I mean? Like you're one of them. Oh, of course you have a pod. Of course you have a pod. Come on. What what's thick? What's your stick? What's your what's your, you know? What's your thing that you do to to you know alienate your guest? Yeah. To alienate the women. Yeah. That come on. You probably you know what are you gonna tell me? I'm a four. You know what I mean? Like what are you what are you doing? Like <laughs> it was a very it was just, and so I always have to fight that. And so even when I told people I do a pod, and I have friends who've never listened to my pod. Like, I'm just not a podcast person. I'm sorry. I just don't listen to pods. Uh, I'm not interested in pods. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to do something different here. Right. I think that was the hardest part, trying to get people to listen, you know, and take me seriously and take the subject seriously and take the format seriously. Um, you know, and it'd be funny. I'd have people on and then after it'd be like, man, that was a really good pod. You got something here. I'm like, I know. I'm trying to tell you, you know, can you please share it with people? And I think that was one of the hardest things. Uh, My friend Marcus Small, shout out to him. He said that the hardest thing you're going to find out when I first told him I was going to start a pod, this is two years ago, is trying to get convinced your friends to listen. Mm. And he said, the reason why, he said, you'll get guests, you get strangers to listen, but you won't get, you won't get your friends. I said, why? He says, it's psychology, people. Why? What do you mean? Your friends and your family, they have access to you. And so if they want to know what your thoughts are, they'll just call you. They'll just call you. Or on, they'll t- they'll on t- yeah, they'll solo. T- call you on a solo tip. I don't, I'm not going to listen to you on a pod when I, can, I have access to you. The best part about a pod is people who don't have access to you want to have access to your thoughts. Mm. And so, you know... That is going to be the hardest thing of trying to get your friends to listen to your pod. And I found that, especially in the beginning, because I wasn't that great. How, how would you translate that to, because I've heard the same thing in this space for entrepreneurs. Um, any entrepreneurs starting their own business, they always, I've heard multiple um, people say, you know what? It's my core customer base, my core fan base are people I don't know. Yeah. It's not my family. It's not my friends. Yeah. The people that I don't even know are the ones that buy my product yeah. the most. Yeah. Um, what, 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 and I'm guessing for those same reasons that Marcus mentioned, that's the psychology behind it. They feel like they already have access to you. Why do I need to use my resources to access some someone that I already have a relationship with. You know, it comes down to value as a small business owner. I think people have to put value on, on you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes family, friends and family don't value you like that because they'd be like, let me I, I just, listen, I do legal services. You know how many times friends would be like, yo, can you just look at this for me? Family say, yo, can you just check this out for me? It's natural, right? Family, right. family don't pay. 
Right. <laughs> I'm supposed to pay you? Are you kidding me? I'm gonna pay you. And that's my thing. It's I I've never taken that approach, especially if that's your livelihood. Yeah. If I know that's your livelihood and that's how you make money, that's how you feed your family, then what's your going rate? Don't give me the discount. What's your going rate? That's what I tell people. Like I will yeah. that. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what your tell me what you charge. Tell me what you charge other people. Don't tell me what you charge me. Yep. Because I want you, I want the respect of your service. And I think, you know, it's the value of your service. So when people tell you don't listen to your pod, they don't see value in trying to listen to what you have to say. And a lot of people, I, you know, the worst part I'd hear people say, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to listen to your pod. I just got so much going on. Or the time. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't listen. In my mind, it'd be rare. That was actually the one of the most insulting things when people say to me. Because I'm right. like, you think I have time to do this? Like, you think I'm I'm literally having time? I mean, clearly, yeah. But it's like this is this is literally hard work. The editing, the composition, like it was hard. And when so when people say I don't have the time, I'm like, you can't even get like it's just. I I would think to myself like you don't have like thirty minutes to listen to something to see even if you can get into it. Like that was really really difficult. Cut it on for the first 30 minutes in your car. Yeah. On on your drive to work. Yeah. To pick up your kids from school. Just pop me on. If you can run, if you can, if you like what you hear, keep listening. Keep listening. And the thing about pods, and from me, there's a rotation of pods that I listen to. Yeah. Um, picking my son up from school, throw on the pod. Yeah. I'll probably get through the first 20, 25 minutes yeah. one day. Come back the next day. Okay, I'm back in my car. Let me go ahead and finish the pod. Right. In the shower. Listen to a listen to a podcast while getting ready right. in the shower. Right. In the morning. Um, and for me, working from home, which many of us are doing right now, many of us are working remotely. Yeah. It is the easiest thing to just put on a podcast in the background while I work. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, those are excuses. It was excuses, you know, and we already know what excuses are. We know, know what excuses are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, going back to that quote, and God, I'm, I'm going to have you text me that quote that you said earlier with the walls and the bridges because that needs to be in my phone as a constant reminder. Yeah. Um, step outside of your comfort zone, people. Step outside of your comfort zone. Um, It's very easy, especially, you know, we're in our 30s and 40s. Um, It's very easy to just stick to what you know. And think you think that, you know, diversifying yourself is a young man's game, so to speak. Not necessarily. Um, you should always want to continue to learn. You should always want to continue to evolve, especially as we get older. Um, you have to evolve yourself into the next version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 year old yeah. Rob, not 30, 30 year old Rob. 30 year old Rob is not 38 year old Rob right now. I'm a different person. So let me evolve my mind into who I'm becoming 
and allow myself to continue to grow. And I think a lot of people shortchange themselves and, and hold themselves back from evolving into an even greater individual by just staying in their box. So, so I thought about something, right? We were talking about excuses, and then I realized that some may or may not have been in Greek, greet them. So I think it'd be only be appropriate because it ties into what you said, that quote, right? So excuses are the tools that are incompetent used to build bridges of Build to bring, you, excuse are the tools of incompetence used to build monuments of nothingness and bridges of nowhere. Those who excel in excuses seldom ex- exceed anything. Therefore, we shall not have excuses, right? And Correct. we just talked about bridges, right? And the idea of, you know, what are you building a bridge towards? So if you have an excuse to why I'm not, not listening to pod, okay, that's your excuse, right? But that's your bridge, you know? That's your bridge. And it's kind of something where I just, I, I never tried to internalize. In the beginning, I used to really internalize something. When a friend wouldn't listen to it, I used to get really, really down. I spent all this time, especially in the beginning when it took me so much, so much longer to get get this pod out. I'm like, man, just listen. And you know what I would say? Like, if you don't like it, just you don't have to listen again. But just give me a shot. Yeah. You know, and then I had to my best friend, Jamie. She was like, you got to stop internalizing it. And actually, when people would ask me what my numbers were in the beginning, I I used to pay attention every week what my listen to my numbers are i stopped listening i stopped watching the numbers i don't know what what my listens are mm-hmm. i st- I don't know how many people listen to my pod i literally don't um i know it's irresponsible but the thing is i saw a great quote when i talk about pods they were like you can't if you listen to the numbers or you watch the numbers you start focusing on the numbers and then you start saying oh, okay they really like that subject and so you start kind of instinctually trying to get everything towards that as opposed to f- freaking out forgetting what you did it for right and how you got here and how you got here and you just want to make sure you're you have to build your voice especially in the beginning i probably would have got really seduced into like that pod got a lot of that probably got like 400 listeners Maybe i gotta I, do that again i gotta do that again yeah you know and yeah, that might be a great way of gauging success, but then I've, it would have felt false. Right. One of the biggest pods that I had was my wife, our anniversary pod. Mm-hmm. Really one of the bigger pods I had in the beginning. I don't know. That's when I was, yeah, still is. So one of the bigger pods. And I remember people was like, that was a great episode, man. Big, big, lot of downloads. Now, here's the thing. Part of those people were being nosy because they wanted to hear what was going on between my me and my wife. Right? Yep. And so there yep. was that some of the things like I kind of want to hear what, the, what their marriage is like because there's no reason. There was no reason for that, like that pod in particular to generate that much interest. Right. So it was a big, big jump. But also Ivory was great in that pod. She was really, really great. Right. I heard someone say, oh, you should have her on more often. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's, that was a special pod for my, myself and my wife and to in, involve her in. But she doesn't want to do that every week. Or she doesn't even want to do that several times. She doesn't want to do that several times throughout the year. That's not her. I, for, in order for me to get that out of her, it, it was a blot for me to get her to open up. To and, get to that space. Yeah. Right. And that would be to ask her to do that several more times because that particular pod with a lot of big numbers, you're not going to get the same value out of it. 
And quite right. frankly, I'm not going to sit there and be that revealing in my marriage over a pod like that. That's not, that's not, not, yeah. Right. You're not going to get the tea, right? There's other, you can go to other pods for that. You can go to other pods for that, but I'm not going to be the one to be like, yeah. So, you know, in the bedroom last week, you know, what were you doing? Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. like, it's not going to be, that's not going to be that type of pod. And I know some people, I got some comment like, yeah, man, why didn't y'all talk more about what's going on in the bedroom game? Cause that's not the type of, no, no, we're not doing that. You know, I know that you probably wanted me to talk more about that, but that's not what I'm going to do. Um, and so I, I, I try not to look at the numbers. I try to focus on the work. Um, one of the things I would tell you, though, I saw value. We talked about people seeing value. The value wasn't on the numbers. The value was on the feedback that I got from people. Yeah. Yeah. And feedback from unexpected places. Like, I didn't even, oh, damn, I didn't even know you listened. You know, I didn't even know you listened to Bod. Oh, that's wild. Oh, yeah, yo, my, my friend sent that to me. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Wow, really? We don't even have, like, mutuals. Who's your friend? The mention name, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who that is, but shout out to them, right? Um, but not, that's not even the feedback of them telling, listen, one thing that I always appreciated that, there was a there was a few comments that people left within my inbox, an email, or the um. I'm just gonna get right into it. One particular person said that when they listened to my pod, they listened to every week. They they get tuned in late, right? But they started listening, and I'm not gonna say who this person is, but they don't fit the profile of my my audience. Gotcha. Right. And so they said, but I listened and honestly, he's like, it it made me grow as an individual because mm. I look at black issues a lot differently. And I know that you come from a space of an, of trying to be authentic towards black issues. And I try to understand it. And he said, sometimes it's hard for me to understand it because nobody wants to have an authentic conversation. Right. In his world. In, in his, his world. Earth. So he's like, I yeah. listen to this pod. I may not agree with everything, but at least it gives me an avenue to understand. And I said, I really do appreciate you doing that and making it something to where I I understand what, what what's happening. And it's changed the way I saw the world. Another yeah. person, um, you know, I'll use their name, Shout out, uh, Sandra D. You know, she has inboxed me multiple times. And just told me like what the pods have meant to her and how impactful they are, you know, and, you know, that meant a lot, you know, right. especially she's a white woman and she says, I, I listen, you know, teach pods and they really, you know, they, they're beneficial. So I, I really do appreciate that. Um, there was a pod that holds a special moment in me. It was um, when Remember when the U.S. pulled out of um, uh, uh, what's the no? It's, oh, uh, um, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good episode. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great. It was one of my favorite episodes. But one of the things I loved, number one, the guy he cried unexpectedly. He cried on the pod. I remember that. I remember. In the conversation, 
just in talking in speaking about his culture yeah and the way others view his culture yeah in the you could just sense he, he felt disheartened by the inhumanity yeah of others yeah and and he just wanted to relay like regardless of where I'm from I'm just I'm just you know we're people we're all in this world just like you yeah. we're all trying to survive just like you yeah. and i remember that he actually broke down in just thinking about his family i believe it was his his mother yeah, yeah. or or daughter yeah. was still over in afghanistan yeah, or yeah. something his family was still over there yeah 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 and then you know he actually hit me up and you know, he was just like, yeah, I just want to let you know that I've been asked to do a number of different pods um, in the past or, in the, you know, whatever. And he said, by far that was, or interviews, he said that was the best one I've been a part mm-hmm. of, you know, because it was, that meant a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there are comments that people leave, you know, that I really did, it, it motivated me to, like, keep going. Because we're right. having these conversations. There were one, someone hit me on Twitter. A couple of people, a number of people hit me on Twitter in my inbox and just tell me, like, how much, like, my pods have meant to them as far as, like, opening up their eyes and have changed their mind. Uh, there was one person who got elected um, who told me specifically, um, people, uh, Maxwell Ross, he said, you know, um, people, a number of people came up to him. And said I was not going to vote for you, and then I listened to that pod, and it changed. He changed my mind. Now his opponents may not have liked that statement, but I'm just going to be honest. That's what they, you know, he's, he hit me up privately and told me that, like, yo, I I owe, I owe you, because he um, was like, I that pod. He said people came up to me and told me how much that pod changed their mind. He said, so he said I owe you a few votes. I don't know how many votes, but I do owe you <laughs> a few votes on that. Um, but you know, those are the things. That really, really, really like stuck with me. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's not just the numbers. It's not just the ratings. Where am I ranked um, amongst, you know, other podcasts? Who did I touch? Right. Who did I, who did I reach? Yeah. Who has a different perspective on life? Who has a different approach to certain topic matters because of words that I said? Yeah, that's power. That's powerful. That's memorable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's memorable. And that, that was the thing that grafted my soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mm-hmm. really did appreciate a number of those things. So, you know, I I really thank everybody. I think uh, shout out to Lyndon. Lyndon is a, a big listener, um, and he's every week he sends me his run of the show, his notes, and his criticisms. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, Lyndon is a proficient texter about the shit he did not like and the shit he did like. Um, and I, but I appreciate everything he did. Uh, shout out to my boy Harold Pryor, state attorney down in Broward County. Uh, we didn't get to link up when we were, I was down there, but you know, um, you know, always a, a, a big listener and a, a supporter, and so a prominent person within the state of Florida. So I appreciate that. And that, so when people would say, "I don't have time to listen." And we're like, I got like literally people who are like in charge of an entire county criminal division listening to my pod. 
and they give you an hour and a half. They give me an hour and a half. I got someone like he like it's the biggest county, one of the biggest counties in the state of Florida. Tens of thousands of employees, and this man listens to my pod. You know that's respect. I got I, I got yeah. I got love for that. I got someone who's running for office for Congress, and says I listen to your pod. Mm. You know what I mean? And he pined to get on. He's like, I need to get on your pod. You know, so so when people would say things like, I don't have time to listen. I'm so busy. I said, busy. I guess I don't have time. I'm so busy. <laughs> Come on. No, home. you don't make time. Yeah, you don't make time. Just say you don't make time. Just say you don't make time. Right. Not, and I'm not saying that's all across the board. People, yeah, it's true. Some people just did not have time. I 1,000% understood that. But they're not a lot. That's not everybody. Right. So I always appreciated when someone gave me their time. Um, in I, a in a microcosm world where everything is the thirty second clip. Yeah. In this social media world that we live in, where we just want the clips, we just want the footnotes. Yeah. We just, you know, uh, we just want the cheat sheet. Oh, just, just, just put on your social media, just put on your Instagram, a a one minute clip. That was the best part. Mm -hmm. And then I might listen to the rest of it, Um, but I just want the juicy part. Yeah. 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 Sometimes in, yes, I'm not going to act like I don't sit here and scroll through Instagram and Twitter and hit the sound bite. But I also need more than that, too. That can't be all that I consume right. in my day-to-day life. Yeah. That I don't need a brain full of one-minute clips. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's as far as my um, my mental capacity will go. Yeah. One-minute clip. Yeah. You know, it was I made a joke a long uh, year or so ago, and I said... Um, silly of me to make a podcast, a long form conversation in the area era of TikTok, one minute videos. Like, <laughs> what was I thinking? You know, <laughs> and it's that was part of the, the hardest things. Like, people's um mentality is conditioned to consume information in a very short span. Yeah. So when I remember, I I don't really do these any, too much anymore, but I used to do these long Facebook posts. Mm. And people are like, why do you always make these long ass posts, bro? Like, make them short because you know just people just scrolling. And my thing was like, I do it on purpose because I'm conditioning you to learn to read more. Like when you get to my post, to stop what you're doing and scroll. That's what you, that's what I'm doing. Instinctually, I'm conditioning you because I don't want you to. You know, I don't want you as a society. I felt like where it was just I'm pouring into the, the limited attention span thing. Right. You know, I didn't want that. And so I would say if you're going to, if I'm going to give you content, I'm going to give a long form thought. Now, of course, with the pod, I've stopped doing that. Those long form thoughts because I've just kind of poured that into my openings, you know, mm-hmm. and, or, you know, my conversations, but yeah, that was generally the, um, the, uh, the gist of it, man. So, I know we've been, man, we've been going, uh, you know, it's kind of, we've just been vibing. Like, we, this is yeah. not where we actually, we joked on, like, oh, we're going to do a light pot. This has kind of been heavy, bro. It really has. 
it kind of took that tone. But you know what? We 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 felt where it was going. We knew we just wanted to acknowledge the podcast. Yeah. But I think we both felt the direction where this was going. And I know I wanted you to provide an opportunity to show appreciation. Yeah. Um, an opportunity to vent. Mm, yeah. And an opportunity to say thank you. Just say thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, 100 episodes in, in less than two years. Jeez. And who knows what's next? Uh, that can be one-on-one on next Tuesday. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know what's not next. Next Tuesday, there, was, there will not be a one-on-one. Um, so, uh, you know, and that's really because I just want... Honestly, bro, I, I full transparency. So let me ask, let me ask the question that the people okay. want to know. We'll wrap wrap up here. Okay. Um, I think I is this the last me. time we're gonna hear a Kamara Williams produced podcast? Um, uh, honestly, bro, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and if I'm gonna be, I I don't know. I I don't know because it's such a time consuming endeavor that yeah. quite frankly does not make any money. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, pay for this y'all. Yeah. This is this is free 99. This is free 99 and it doesn't enhance one quarter of my life. Like yeah. at all. it doesn't make me richer. There's not more people coming in buying my services. You know, it's not doing anything. I remember when you started this it was a, it was a passion project. Yeah, yeah. And this is yeah. you said, hey Rob, I've got it. You know, I think I want to start a pod. Yeah. It's just something that's been weighing on me. I'm really like, I have a lot to say. I have a lot of thoughts. I get a little, a lot of great feedback on on Facebook. Um, I think I want to try this just, just for the love of the game. Yeah, for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, uh, it's funny, man. So I remember, shout out to Joe Webster. I, he may not have realized it, but his father inspired me to do a pod. Mm. So one day I was at Joe's house, and him and I, him and his his father, who's also a bruh, we're in the back, and we're just having this conversation. And his father's really like a wise dude. And we're just kind of like rapping, just talking, talking, talking. And it was such a great conversation that I can't remember what we were talking about because I was so in the moment. <laughs> but it was such a great conversation. But like where you were like, I wish there was a recorder there. Mm. You know, like any, and so what inspired the pod was like, have you ever just had a fire conversation with somebody and be like, well, what are you talking about? Man, I don't remember though, but that was great. Like we were damn, just, I had that on wax. Damn, I wish I had that on wax. I wish I had that one on wax, man. We were we were just talking, vibing, man. We we were rapping for two hours just on the porch, yeah. just talking, you know, riffing and just ripping off of each other. And I said that was the thing that inspired me. Like I really got to get a pod because that was when you all the pod was for me to have fire conversations about subjects that really interest me. Um, with people and putting it on wax and presenting it to people mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. all, that's all it was and so that's really if you ask me if I'm gonna 
is there going to be season three? What my wife would tell you is that I would, she says, I think you need that expression, that outlet of expression to talk and connect with people. Mm. Um, she says, I, maybe it may or may not be the pod, you know, but she says, I do think you need that because you, you way your brain works, it's very hard for you to kind of keep that just bottled up. All bottled in. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it would mm-hmm. be a lot easier if there was a a benefactor, a financial benefactor came around and be like, <laughs> I'm going to bless you, son, with, you know, X amount of dollars so you can continue the passion project to touching the people. It would be yep. great if I had that. So if you know somebody that's willing to drop some coins in my pocket, yeah, go ahead and send my way. But it would make it more palatable to that to spend the time away. And really, because it wasn't just my pod, it was my my wife's pod, my kids' pod, because I'm. There's sometimes I record the pod in my office. I'm not getting home to like ten, eleven o'clock. That's after work day. Tell them about it, you know. Yeah. Or I had to not help my kids with something or do something on the weekend because I had to meet a guest. We talked about in the beginning, like trying to get those guests to come on, and sometimes these guests be like, "I only can do it from on a Saturday at one o'clock to between one and two o'clock or one and two thirty. Guess what, daughters? I can't help you with your stuff or help you ride your bike because this person is only it's available. So I made sacrifices that right. I'm not proud of. Right. You know, that for no, for for what for an exhibition of ego because mm. it really wasn't give it wasn't giving anything to my family. So you know, one of the things I'm very happy about uh, the conclusion of this pod is that. Um, I'm doing it ahead of holiday season because I am not going to be recording a pod during holiday season. Somebody said, "Oh, hey. you said, oh well, you know what about election season?" I'm like, "Well, election season is going to come, but I am not making a pod about that." You know, sure. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, you looking for my commentary? It may not. It may not show up. You know, um, and so I just really want to focus in on trying to reclaim my family's time, trying to reclaim my wife's time a little bit, um, trying to make sure that. I poured into them because they poured into me by allowing me to do this thing. And so honoring them is saying a hundred, 100 episodes is a good stopping point for whatever that may be. So there, you know, what, what did Kendrick Lamar say? I choose me. I'm sorry. I choose me. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. There you it know? is. Um, so, you know, um, I thank everybody for listening on this pod. Oh, the shout out to Lauren. Um, she's a big listener as well. Um, you know, shout out to Jason Henry. Always hey, you know what up, Jay? been a supporter of the pod by listening and and, and uh, also being a guest. Uh Christopher Henry, um, you know, Jamie Velade Moses, um, you know, uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, people that have reached out in by text messages about the pod and being supportive. Um, if I don't remember you, blame it on my, my mind, not my heart. I appreciate you for always listening. I appreciate everybody for participating. I appreciate my wife putting up with me. Um, appreciate uh, my friends. And I appreciate you, Rob. Again, hey. you know what I mean? You've been, you've been on the journey. Oh, one thing I want to say. Do you know this trivia? I'm going to ask you, it's, it's trivia. You may or may not know this. 
Okay. What was the pod in which I found my voice? Now I'm gonna let, let you think about this. Here's the thing. There's a great great story about Mark, my friend Marshall White. When I, he helped me um, kind of get everything set up as far as because he used to do a pod on Florida State football, and I remember he said, um, "Yeah, you're gonna do a pod." Yeah, he said, "You yeah, know," I said, "Man, I'm." He said, "It's probably gonna take you about like thirty, maybe at the most fifty episodes." Yeah. You know, to kind of figure out your voice. I said, "Bro, it's not gonna take me that long. I know what I want to do." And I was, I remember in the beginning, I was like, oh, 10 episodes. I found my voice, bro. So, yeah, I don't know about all that. You know, 20 episodes. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I know what. It was in the 20s. Was it in the 20s? It wasn't in the 20s. I know what episode. Uh, remember that. Con- oh, man. I remember. Yeah. You, we were, we were debriefing afterwards, and you said that was it. Oh. That was. You know, you know it's actually an amalgamate. You, you're right about. It was in twenty. It was two episodes. It was two episodes. But I know what episode you're talking about. Okay. Um, it was the uh, one nine in Miami one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that, but the episode where I really, really, really found my voice and figured out what I was gonna do. Um, episode forty two, and that was the episode I did my first. Opening monologue. Ah, uh, okay. You know, hey, I don't hey, even know episode. 40- it wasn't till forty two when you did the opening monologue. Episode forty two. Man, know? um, you know, in fact, I'm gonna. Freak, I don't even remember what episode forty two is. So I'm actually gonna go. Yeah, and look at all these episodes. <laughs> what is episode? I just remember the number because that number meant a lot. Um, episode 41 I'm sorry It was 41 Episode 41 Okay Critical race th- theater The critical race theory Okay Yeah Yep Yeah That was one I was like Ah uh, yes Lyndon was on that one Yep yeah. And Who else uh, Dr. Dr. Terrence Kidd Yep Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's when I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing these openings like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Never look back. Never look back. And that's kind of where I became my format. You know. Um. So, you know. <sighs> Shout out to the journey. Shout Always. out to, yeah, to, um. To everybody who listened And uh, You know Shout out to Everybody who actually You know Really wanted to um, Help me Along on the journey You know what I mean And then the Palestine uh, Podcast was also A favorite of mine as well Palestine perspective <laughs> And all that But um, Yeah man It was It's been a, It's been It's been something great So I appreciate everybody Uh I guess I should do a dear love, dear black people. I Go like, for it. Yeah. Take us out. Take us out. All right. Dear black culture, I appreciate you for being not just one thing, but all things to everybody. 
And with that, you are, have been a source of inspiration and love and guidance for somebody like myself who is always looking to understand. And I do want to say that I'm always going to be, you know, somebody that's going to be a champion for people. I'm always going to be somebody who's like always going to want to focus on black culture, focus on, you know, how we're going to be um, seen in the prism of love and of respect. And for me, I think it's really important that as a black people, as a black culture, um, we have voices that are willing to talk and not be afraid to talk about or navigate difficult subjects. And whether or not I do another pod, you know, whether or not I have an idea of, you know, that prompts another episode, I'm always going to be an advocate for black people, always going to be an advocate for um, black culture. Oh, and by the way, Rob and I have a fire idea for a podcast show. Um, not on culture bias, but another podcast, but we're not going to, yep. you're not going to actually really, um, but yo, we, we thought about, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a dope pod. Thing. But we got something cooking. Yeah, we got something. But my wife is not going to be happy if I tell her I'm going to start another pod. <laughs> but it, listen, it's actually a great, it's, it'd be a great pod money wise. Like it just, again, brainchild. But to, to that point though, I'm always going to be thinking, always going to be listening to people, always going to be vibing and trying to find how people can, um, you know, we, our voices can be heard. So with that being said, I couldn't think of a better song than come with the, one of the greatest artists on the greatest, on the musical Bible, you know, a song that I think embodies what this pod and what my feelings are towards black culture. So with that being said, we're going to ride out to this song. Your mind is sure that I'll be loving you always. Now I can't reveal the mystery of tomorrow, but in passing we'll grow older every day. Just as all that's born is new, do know what I say is true that I'll be loving you For your joy and pain, and I'll be loving you always. 
Make me the path. 